y'all welcome back to the chels council podcast i trust that you've been enjoying the podcast so far you know my intent is to deal with holistic well-being so every aspect of our human existence is what i intend to touch on these podcasts so just in case you're wondering there you go that is what this podcast is about holistic well-being i trust that you're enjoying it thus far today we're going to talk about intimacy and yes i know that when we talk about intimacy a lot of persons tend to go straight to the bedroom but that's not where we're going today probably at some point we will be going there but right now that's not where we're going right now we're going to speak about the power of intellectual and spiritual intimacy in relationships yes and that is what we're going to be talking about today so let's talk about it now let's talk about it you might think that physical intimacy is what keeps the relationship going but (laughs) intellectual and spiritual intimacy is equally as important as the physical if not more maybe more who knows it depends on how we all view relationships and i know we have different viewpoints when it comes to relationship but firstly let's define what intellectual and spiritual intimacy is so intellectual intimacy basically involves sharing thoughts beliefs and ideas with your partner Spiritual intimacy, on the other hand, involves sharing your values, traditions, and beliefs with your partner. Why is this important, you may ask? Well, through intellectual and spiritual intimacy, you and your partner can create a deep and meaningful connection that cannot be forged through physical intimacy alone. Yeah? So it can't be just, you know... I was tempted to say something, but I for yeah, yeah, I will I will withhold that. Yeah, it can't be just physical. Okay? Okay. I'm glad we're on the same page. Think about it really. When you share your innermost thoughts and feelings with your partner. Yeah? That person the way you just <gasps> turn to mush for. Yes. That person you get all mushy for and your feelings. When you share those feelings with your partner, you basically you're building a foundation of trust and honesty and that enables your relationship to flourish. Like them say happy wife, happy life, but happy wife, happy husband, happy everybody happy. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Everybody good. So your partner become your confidant, advisor and your friend. And there's no rule that says they have to be a friend before me. No, we have this little thing where them say, oh, um, it is, it is good. It makes things easier if the person is your friend before. But if you meet somebody, one random person from all the way across the world. Yeah, there's no way I'm a friend before. And I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I have views pertaining to that, um, being friends before i don't believe in being friends two three years before yeah somebody gets into a relationship no if i want a relationship with you i want a relationship with you yeah we can learn to be friends along the way but i want a relationship with you 
I'm not going to sit and wait three years and be your friend for three years if I want a relationship with you. Why would I put myself through all of that? But anyways, let's get back to the matter at hand. <laughs> let's dive in a little deeper into this thing, this, this, this thing. I want to start with intellectual intimacy though. It creates an environment for engaging conversations basically. So yeah, yeah, engaging in conversation, in debates. I love a good debate. And anybody who knows me knows that I love a good debate. And it's not because I am challenging. And I am usually combative when I am passionate about things. But because it actually stimulates my brain cells and allows me to think. Like, it gives me different perspectives. If you, if me and you go neck and neck about a point or something, I am taking your views, you know, but still a point, me still a fight my own, you know, because I want to draw more from you. And I do that all the time. I challenge people a lot because I want to draw from them. I accept what they're saying, but I mean, I tell them straight up, so I accept it, you know, because I want more of what they have to give. And them something the spark, uh, joy in me and it can be any topic it can be wide and varying topics um you know it can include politics religion science beliefs all of them look at something there even your favorite tv show if if you're if you're one of them idle people there yes your favorite tv show can be something topic of interest that you discuss with your partner and that stimulates you mentally intellectually it stimulates you on a different level when you have these varying things that you can talk to your partner about i mean you will never have a dull moment think about it if the one person where you can't wait for go tell like I can't wait for go home to tell my husband about this thing where this guy said today or whatever the case may be, you know. Or discuss some religious views or some political views or something with your husband. Because, I mean, your husband can be, you know, a different party from you. You know, we Jamaicans, we have two <laughs> and stuff. And y'all can share why you, why you support both, you know. That's, that, that's a good conversation to have, I think. If, if, if y'all are so inclined but anyways let's move on to spiritual intimacy you know it involves you know sharing a sense of purpose now this way it start get deep in a friend your sense of purpose is being shared you're connecting with a higher power and all of them things there whether you believe in a god buddha Allah, whatever it is that you believe in a personally for me and my household yeah a we say straight up and not draw in other sense we say Jehovah, okay? We say God. We say the Almighty, right? So, anything you say? Not anything. Correction. Any higher power that you say. Yeah, whatever name you want, call it the same. Any higher power that you, you, if you call him Hala, if you call him God, if you call him Jehovah, if you call him. Y'all share those same views, those beliefs. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to share the same religion or belief system. And that is an interesting discussion. Yeah. But my Bible say, if you're unequally yoked, there's going to be cause for conflict. That my Bible say. Okay, I'm a okay. kind I believe in my Bible still. And I've seen, yeah, where the unequally yoked thing not really work. Because you're not going to really find 
a Jewish man take up a Catholic woman and you know, I go find one Muslim or take up a Christian because it's the same unequal you see you see the unequally yoke coming out? But yeah. So that little little thing there where I say we don't have to share the same religious beliefs. Maybe, just maybe, maybe not so. But I mean you're not bounded to. Who knows? That person might be the person that shows you the truth, the way and the life. Yeah? Moving right along. You create a spiritual connection with each other. And you see when relationships are real, you know. When relationships are real and uh, time wasting thing would happen. Cause we know the time wasting thing will go upon from time to time, yeah? We don't have spiritual connections in those relationships. You see the thing with them called soul ties. Soul ties are real. And soul ties you might soul tie with people who are just your friends and stuff too, you know. Soul ties are real and soul ties exist because of the death of spiritual connection that you have with the people around you and in this case specifically your partner you know so them look at thing they have to keep them look at thing they in mind when you're connecting so one might wonder how can you cultivate intellectual and spiritual intimacy in your relationship simply no Firstly, you just need to make time for deep conversations with your partner. That is first and foremost. It's all based on the conversations that you have. You make time to really sit down and really listen. Because a lot of us just have conversations for conversations. sake. We don't really listen sometimes. We don't really listen. You make time to sit down and have those conversations. What that means so not to get comfortable. If you have bath in your yard and you can't fill it up with water, the bath them way. It's not used for showing purposes, but to actually bathe. Yes. You fill it up with some warm water and put the bubbles and rose petals and all those things in the water. And y'all soak away the day's troubles and all a reason with, you know, some scented candles and some rare. You know them kind of settings there? Yeah, them kind of settings there. Them settings then are reserved for TV alone, you know. And those settings are not reserved for what is depicted in the media, which is white people alone having baths with their partners and stuff like that. It is not. So long as you have a bath at your yard, and if you have a river, you can go to a river too. That works. Well, you'll probably get interrupted at the river still. So, And the river water not so warm. It's usually very freaking cold. So I really can't focus on a conversation and just want to wash off and get out. Why is my brain going there? Anyways, river works if you can manage the cold water. But a bath would be nice. Or just relax in your couch, a glass of wine. Or, I don't know, drink some water. <laughs> if I that you have, just, you know. Just make time and spend time together with your partner in deep conversations. And that is the first step, you know. Create an environment of openness, you know, and communication. Where you can share your thoughts and your feelings without fear of judgment. Because we all want that one person that we can share most things with. I'm not going to say everything because a lot of people believe that openness means 
you tell your partner everything. What we need to understand is that not all of us have partners who have the capacity to know everything. I know from one that I don't want to know my partner's deepest, darkest secrets from way back when. I don't want to know all like in skeleton them in closet. I might take a one femur or, you know, a couple of the phalanges, them probably piece of the skull. But I can't take the whole skeleton. I don't want to know the whole skeleton. I am not that curious. Okay? My partner can keep some secrets too. If there are secrets worth keeping, keep them i do not want to know <laughs> i don't want to know but yeah things that you want to share without judgment your feelings you know your thoughts and everything you can do that but it doesn't have to be everything secondly you can try to engage in activities that align with your mutual values so when I, when I do the dating thing I start establish whether or not you're going to spend the rest of your life with this guy or this girl and you start work out the values and the disciplines and the doctrines and the rearing because everybody have doctrines they have doctrines for what they want their family to be like what they want their life to be like when you start work through them things they want to realize alright we don't have the same values when the values align Everything align up your know, and everybody good. So long as you identify those, you know, you have activities that engage these things, you know. So, to own a love for, to the world, you start planning vacations for travel, you know. To own a like a hiking, you start planning a little camping trip and them little thing there. You know, activities that engage those those values that you all hold. Yeah, man, once it exists, do do do. So, if this means attending church service together, volunteering together, or practicing mindfulness together, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> like, literally, whatever floats your boat in terms of the spiritual and intellectual aspects. Do do do. If homegirl invited to church Sunday, go on. If homeboy invited to church on Sabbath, Guan, if you are Jew and them invited to bat mitzvah or bar mitzvah or whatever the thing them call it, yeah, man, do it together. Stronger spiritual bonds that is what we're talking about. If you're volunteering together, do it. And I want to make some holy money and buy holy rice and go somewhere around the world where people need some rice, wherever that is. Do that if you feel. Like, you, you want to tap into your philanthropic endeavors. I mean, that's growing spiritually, you know. Helping, feel, giving back, you know, just just giving back in whatever way. We do it together. And, you know, the mindfulness and the yoga and the riri and all these things. That's spiritual growth all around. Meditation and them thing there. Spiritual growth all around. Do it with your partner. And you all grow. And... At all times, remember that physical intimacy might be what brings you together. <laughs> Let me repeat that. Physical intimacy might be what brings you together. But this is, yes, apple bottom jeans type of butt. <laughs> but it is intellectual and spiritual intimacy that will keep your relationship strong and deep. You know, ever notice that the only time relationships last is when the spiritual needs are met and the intellectual needs are met 
and go and argue with your parents think about it before y'all argue with me yeah only time relationships last is when the spiritual and the intellectual needs are met in those relationships if we're taking a deep um objective and unbiased look into relationships we will see that that is the only time them last otherwise it might last for a while yes but when the physical attraction is gone when the sexual needs them no so them not kicking the roaring lions them not roar no more <laughs> the only thing that keeps persons together after the lions them stop roar and the physical attraction is gone is the spiritual intimacy and the intellectual intimacy those are the only things so i have to put more effort into those things and speaking from personal experiences i have ended relationships in the past because my intellectual need was not being met i was not being challenged i was not you know i like developments and my developments are usually through discourse and thing. i was not being challenged mentally certain deep conversations my then partner didn't want to have right he didn't want to have those conversations or couldn't have those conversations and after a while the relationship just feels stifling and i had to leave we never shared the same spiritual values either and we never shared the same intellectual values so even though there was initial attraction it couldn't stimulate my brain and i don't know about anybody else but i'm a sapiosexual i am in love with people's brain before <laughs> i am in love with them i am in love with people's thoughts before i am in love with them so if you can't give me nothing stimulating <laughs> we just can't be together <laughs> it's as simple as that we just can't be together and that is why you know over the years i've said it and i would have discussed it with a lot of my friends um and i remember particularly saying to one of my friends one time say i don't encourage certain certain sets of people to date and i was told that it is classist or what they want to call it i don't even know the term i not even remember the terminology but my friend they really called me out upon it still but i said to her think about it let's say the typical street sweeper right the typical street sweeper of a certain level of education probably not beyond the high school or probably not even reach high school right or it probably reach high school but i'm street smart you know or the typical taxi driver probably have the the education the ninth grade education right and then me you know decide to me our phd person right and we decide to date how will that person stimulate me intellectually how will i be able to relate to him intellectually because it's a two-way thing you know i am going to be doing him an injustice and he's going to be doing me an injustice i am going to be doing him an injustice because i constantly attack over him head and him not understand one fuck where i come out of my mouth <laughs> yeah and he's going to be doing me an injustice where he cannot meet me at the level that i want him to meet me intellectually it's a disservice it's a disservice to him and it's a disservice to me and yeah she said that can't be the marker but think about it realistically you know if you're unable to meet your partner intellectually halfway it just 
not gonna work you just can't relate like you literally cannot relate to your partner because my street sweeper husband can't relate to my day in the life of a phd level psychologist a counseling psychologist a licensed psychologist yeah he can't relate so me can relate to him with him day-to-day street sweeping what will our conversations be like and him can't relate to me with my office full of people going through shit what will our conversations when we go home in the evenings and we get the formalities out of the way hi honey how you doing whatever when we go through all of that and we sit down now to share our days activities and you know things we would, have ex- we would have experienced throughout our day how is he going to respond and how am i going to respond to him i may be able to respond to him but i can't relate and he may be able to respond to me too but him genuinely can't relate we look for those things in people you know whether we do it directly or indirectly we actually look for those things in people we look for the intellectual intimacy and we look for the spiritual intimacy in people. Most times, it is indirect. But if we're living intentional and we plan to live intentional, we can make it direct. There's nothing wrong with making it direct to observe and say, yes, this is what I'm looking for. I'd rather have this partner that I can relate to for ever and ever. Amen. Because if I'm going to do life with you, I must be able to relate to you for life. It can't be a case where I am able to relate to you now as a chopper. <laughs> oh, geez. why do I always take these things for a joke? Yeah, can't relate to you now as a chopper. But for some reason, somewhere in my brain, I trick myself into thinking that somewhere down the line, if you decide that you're going to be a chopper forever and ever, amen, I am going to be able to relate to you, then it's not going to happen. If we're going to do this thing, um, relationship forever and ever, amen, it's not going to be in a practical, in a practical for a law enforcement person I relate to. A ch- well, 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 a law enforcement person can probably relate to a chopper, but that is not that. It's not what we're discussing. But they can relate to arresting the chopper, of course. You know? Of course, I'm always open to your thoughts and your discourse. Feel free to share. You know? Feel free to let your voice be heard in the comments. Let your voice be heard. Um, Until next time, thank you for joining me on the Chels Council podcast. Take care of thyself. Oh, 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 oh